0: My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and the scribes began to complain saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, he addressed this parable. What man among you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them would not leave the 99 in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. And upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. Or what woman having 10 coins and losing one would not light a lamp and sweep the house searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, rejoice with me because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Pharisees and the scribes were in a pickle. They wanted to be with Jesus, they recognized in him real holiness, real truth. They sensed that in him, God was active and alive. And yet they couldn't bear to be with Jesus when Jesus was with those Jesus chose to be with. It wasn't that the Pharisees and the scribes were excluded. They would be most welcome to join Jesus at the table if only they were willing to also join the tax collectors and the scribes at table with Jesus. No matter how hungry they were to be with Jesus, this is something they could not bear. So, in response to this, Jesus tells them two parables, which actually have two rhetorical questions. The lost sheep and the lost coin said, Who wouldn't go looking for them? And the answer, of course, is. No one wouldn't go looking for them. Sheep and coins are valuable. You lose a sheep. You lose years and years of revenue. You lose a coin. You may never get it back. And you need that coin. So, of course, the man will leave the 99 and go in search of the one who's lost. And the woman will sweep and clean until she finds it. And when they find what they're looking for. Rejoice and celebrate, because they have been made whole again. The other scripture readings kind of tell us how, while this lesson makes so much sense in truth, it's a hard lesson to learn. And maybe while we're willing to go in search of sheep and coins and anything else that we think deprives us of being whole and complete, That mercy, that generosity, that hunger, that need may not extend to other human beings. Again, it's a hard lesson to learn. Even God had to learn the lesson. It's a striking image in the first reading from the book of Exodus, where God has saved his people with great mercy and kindness and power and strength gathers them in the desert at his mountain and while he and moses are having their discussions over the law the people take the law into their own hands make up their own rules form their own god and have a great celebration rejoicing in being exactly who they are not and in response god wants to just wipe them out and start over again with moses But it's Moses who looks God in the eye and says, Remember who you are. You will be diminished if you do what you're thinking you're going to do. These are your people, they belong to you. If you lose them, you will be poorer. And God relents and never stops relenting, all through history, the lost, those who wander far away, those who disappear and fall through the cracks like coins, sheep that wander away from the flock, people who somehow or another for reason after reason feel that they are unworthy to belong to communities and certainly unworthy to sit at table with their God. So the mission of Jesus comes to go after those who are lost. And that's the thing. Jesus was not looking for dinner companions with whom he could have great and deep conversations. Jesus was not looking for dinner companions who might enhance his stature. Jesus was not looking for dinner companions just to have fun. Jesus was not looking for dinner companions who might then feel self-righteous and turn and look down upon those who are not at their table. The invitation to dinner with Jesus never comes through acts of righteousness and merit and worthiness. The only people Jesus is inviting to dinner are those who are hungry. The only qualification to come to dinner with Jesus is to know how hungry you are. His presence made the tax collectors and sinners feel their hunger and want to be with him so that they could be fed. Pharisees and scribes, perhaps thinking they were already filled, thought perhaps that a meal with Jesus would not really feed them. And so complain and maybe walk away. The only ticket, the only admission ticket to table with Jesus is the willingness to acknowledge how hungry we are, not how good we are. How broken we are, not how whole we are. How many wounds we have inflicted upon ourselves or have been inflicted upon us by others and how much in need of healing we are. And when we are aware of our hunger, our brokenness, our woundedness, and know that in Jesus and and the meal with him, we will be fed and healed and restored to wholeness. Then it becomes possible to notice that everyone else here is not like us because of our goodness but are like us because of our hunger, our brokenness, our woundedness. And when we're able to do that and see Jesus feeding and healing and restoring us as he feeds and heals and restores everyone, there is no reason in the world why any of us who are hungry and broken and fragile, and wounded are not local. A table with Jesus and a table with each other.